are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I love to speak to, with people that are visionary. I love to listen to them. I, I love to... Uh, read about people of vision. Our president, Ronald Reagan, uh, said this, and I have a plaque. He said, he made the statement popular, um, uh, um, can do, just can do. It can happen. It can happen. I don't like to be around pessimists. Now, I will, and I'll try to be kind to everyone. But I like about being around people. I, 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 like, to, I like to hear about military things. I like to hear uh, scientists that speak to me and teach me things. I like to be around builders that are tearing something down or building something up. I, I, I love to read about political figures and businessmen and, and construction people. I just love it when I see things that are going forward. I count it, and even uh, I was ready to preach, but I was in my office tonight, my study, and I just went back and counted I have over 400 personal biographies of people and that and most of them I've read. I love reading biographies. I have about 150 books that on leadership and just reading about how this man began this computer company or how this woman did this. It's just very exciting for me. I'm reading several books at home right now that several of you gave me for Christmas and I'm reading about a man who is a, a, just a tremendous uh, a, a, a right-wing conservative a professional football player that retired. He played for the 49ers and for the Raiders, a black man that's just an amazing man. And just amazing how he has taught so much about socialism and fascism. It's just an exciting thing to read and how that he said, we had nothing, but we found out when you give your soul to the government, you'll still have nothing. And he, and he showed me uh, in his writings how that so many of the movements for minorities have been begun by people and he lists their names and he shows when they began to enroll in a socialist program and socialists uh, become socialists themselves and declared I'm a socialist. Socialism keeps people bound I love to read about people that believe that you can accomplish anything. The next pastor of this church one day, 50 years from now when I die, I hope is sitting here right now tonight. And I hope he has a vision. I hope that if the Lord carries and I look down from heaven, I hope this would be a beautiful junior church building. I want him to reach more for Christ, go further for God, have more missionaries, more buses, more radio stations than in my lifetime could have ever dreamed. God is able to do that. Don't get saved and sit and sour and just soak. God's allowed me to be around visionary people with the staff. These men that represent the many employees and staff members of this church tonight are people of great vision. I love to listen to them. I love to hear them speak. I love to hear them make announcements. I love to hear them preach. It is not a threat to me. I think you figured that out by now. I love to hear these men preach. Every time they preach, I walk the aisle. 
It's so exciting for me to hear a man of God preach the word of God. I've loved the Wednesday nights and this Wednesday night I'll be with you in Habakkuk, but I've loved these men taking these books of the Bible and teaching us what this book is all about. I've learned so much. I've grown so much by hearing someone else speak. I don't want just to get old in life and just sort of sit around with a remote. I wanna read, I wanna study, I want to listen, I want to grow, I want to build something, I want to tear something down, I want to do something with my life. I'm not only hang around staff members that are that way, I have the greatest church members in America, you're builders. You know things that I, I cannot even begin to comprehend. Someone in Texas was asking me this past week about all the brilliant people that are in our church. Uh, you, what you know how to do with computers and, and write programs and all the things you do, and uh, the space program, it's amazing. I, I'd love to just listen to you. Thank God for people that are uh, not just saying, well, collect a paycheck. You're visionary. The staff is visionary. The church is. I think our teenagers are visionary. And before us, in my favorite Old Testament book is Nehemiah. And Nehemiah is a visionary. And tonight on this night of vision, and I'm gonna do my best to preach in about seven minutes, but I want you to listen carefully as Nehemiah is a captive. And of course you know he went into captivity but then stayed there. And now he answered to the king and uh, he received some information. And I want you to see the vision, a developing vision. How do I develop vision? And quickly, if we're gonna have vision, we're gonna to have to learn to listen. The Bible says that Hananiah, one of his brethren came to him and he told him the distress that we're in. Look at verse number three. And he said unto me, the remnant that are left in the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. And the wall of Jerusalem is broken down and the gates are of our burned with fire. The wall around the city protected two million Jews. The gates allowed them to come and go, but there was safety from wild beasts and from other forces and other countries that wanted to invade. Now it was all exposed, they were sitting in danger. And you're gonna to have to learn to listen. He could have interrupted them. But his brother, uh, brethren, Hananiah, came to him, verse two, and he said, here is the condition. Tomorrow when you go to work and your manager, your boss, or your leader of your group, sit you down, don't be talking, listen. Listen, you listen with your eyes. You listen, my way is with a pen in my hand. Your way would be with some tablet or some computer, and I understand that. But you listen, you get all the information, gather as much information as you can. If you're gonna buy a house, gather all the information. Figure out how many years of mortgage payments and how much interest and when will you begin to pay the bills down and figure out if I add it 10% more, can I reduce it by 15 years or whatever it might be? Figure this thing out. Listen to the banker. Oh, listen to the car dealer that says, if you don't buy it tonight, this won't be there tomorrow. If you wanna sell a car, sir, it will be here tomorrow. There's always, listen. Listen to your wife. Listen to your husband. Listen to your children. Listen to your parents. 
If you want to develop a vision for your life, every young person in this room, you have some areas that are weak in your life. You pardon me, sit down with your mother or dad and say, here's where I'm weak. Could you help me with this? I'm not very strong in mathematics. I'm not very strong in grammar or phonics. Would you help me with writing papers? I need more strength. We have a wood shop and we sit down over there. Would you help me learn how to work with wood? Would you help me with the photography department? Would you help me now with the radio studio to teach me how to make announcements and have a, have a 10 or 15 minute broadcast? Listen, we have a few college students here. Next week, these sections here will be refilled with college students, but you don't start school on Wednesday and you're just flippant and careless. Listen, go to class not to sleep, go to class to learn. And if you're gonna develop a, list, a, 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 a vision, and what is vision? It's picturing how it could be or it should be in the immediate future. It's taking a picture of the future and bringing it into the present. I've taken a picture in my mind as I go around these hotels and I pray, God, is that the one you wanna give us? I take a picture of how it could be when everything is paid off. I've taken a picture of that Oh, that little chapel right back there, that building there. Can you take a picture of what you're asking God to accomplish and bring it into the future and work toward that end? Nehemiah, he learned by listening. I see he had love. Secondly, love is passion. There needs to be a passion in your heart. Five things happen in verse four. And when it came to pass, when I heard these words, what words that Jerusalem was broken down? It was burning with fire. I heard these words, I one sat down. Two, I wept. Three, I mourned. Four, I fasted. Five, I prayed. He put his heart in it. If you work in the computer field, put your heart in it tomorrow. Uh, you work, it's a labor, put your heart in it tomorrow. You work behind a desk, put your heart in it tomorrow. You work as a student in elementary, junior high, high school, the other property tomorrow, put your heart in it. If you're teaching, put your heart in it. If you're a mother or a father or a husband or a wife, put your heart in it. One of the men, I saw him here tonight with his young wife and so proud of him. He preached over at the other property this morning to high school, I can't wait to hear how he did and how God used him this morning. But I tell you what, that young couple, like so many of our couples that work with the bus teenagers, and God, Brother Evan, is doing something over there with those bus teenagers. I saw the invitation last week of those grown high school boys kneeling at that altar. It just broke, I can't get it out of my heart. But I tell you what, you've got a group of young people that go over there, and young couples that go over there, and young adults that go over there, and they put their heart in this thing. They sit where they sit. Those kids come over here once in a while. They'll fill every six weeks this auditorium. And I look at those workers that come and they love the workers and the workers love them. They put their heart in it. Those bus drivers that drove the buses and the captains this morning, you love those students, you love those parents. God bless you. Had a lady who rode the buses years ago, got baptized this morning, came back to God last week and she said to me, I'm a prodigal but I came home, came back with my children now. I'm coming back to God. How'd that happen? Some people put their heart in it. 
I want to know, I want you to know if you're going to develop a vision, you have to learn by listening. You're going to have to have love in your heart. We're going to have to learn to lean on the Lord Jesus Christ in prayer. I don't have time for the sake of time, but he begins immediately to pray. And he prays to the last verse in verse number 11. And even in verse 11, he's crying out, oh Lord, I beseech you, now hear my prayer. Be attentive to my prayer. And he prays in chapter two. We sing learning to lean. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. I'm wanting to know tonight that if it's a bus route or a Sunday school class or an usher station, whatever it is, it's going to take a pulpit. It's gonna take prayer. If it's raising a son or a daughter and they're all different. Can't cookie cut children. I was praying for our 14 grandkids this morning. They're all so different. Each one of them are so different. You can't raise them the same. Some have this need and some have this need and some doesn't mean they're wrong. It's just we're all different people. Pray. Not only do we listen and not only do we love and not only do we lean, but we put ourselves low. Look what he says in verse seven. We have dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept the commandments of the statutes and the judgments. If you're gonna get a vision, we're gonna have to come where we come to the point where we empty ourselves and say, I need, I, I need to get right with you, God. And then I want you to see in chapter two, you're gonna be lonely. If God gives you a vision, you're gonna to have to carry it alone, verse 12, 11. So I came to Jerusalem, I was there three days. I rose in the night, and I and some few men with me, neither told I any man what God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. I went out by the night the gate of the valley, even the dragon well and the dung port, and I viewed the walls of Jerusalem which were broken down. Verse 15, I went up by night by the brook and I viewed the wall and I turned back and I entered by the gate of the valley to return. He spent his nights alone. I tell you what, I've had the joy, of, uh, great joy and privilege to pass this church for these many years. I don't say I sleep less than you because maybe you sleep a lot less than I do. But tonight is like last night through the night, somewhere along the night tonight, I'll be up. And it's my job to walk alone for you. It's my job to pray for the people of God. It's my job to study the word of God and walk with God. And that has to be done alone. I don't know how you could ever expect to raise a son or a daughter without fasting. I just believe that you ought to fast a meal a week for your kids or a, a, a meal a day for your kids or whatever it might be. I've had to try to do my best to practice fasting all these years of pastoring this church because it's so big, it's so important, and it can't be done without denying ourselves. You're gonna have to walk alone. You got to walk low. You got to learn to lean and learn to love and learn to listen. And then I think I close, we need to learn to labor. Look what he says in chapter two then. I said to them, ye see the distress that we're in, how that Jerusalem lieth waste and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come, let us build up the wall. Let's do this together. Let's work together. 
Let's fill the buckets together. Let's go beyond together. I made a video for you on October during missions conference, and I said, the next 14 months are pivotal. And you took that very sincerely, and people have been praying about it, about this debt retirement project. It showed up in the Thanksgiving offering. It showed up in the Christmas gift to Jesus. It showed up with extra gifts that were given uh, to, from God's people. And now we're moving toward uh, the I Love My Church Sunday and the buckets and beyond. And it's working. But God's people, I think, have realized that we have 14 strong months right here in 2020, two last year, and now these 12. But I don't expect you to do this project by yourself. And God's been good to me, and God's people have paid me. But I'll never make the kind of salary that some of you make. But it's not equal gifts, it's equal sacrifice. And if I'm asking you to sacrifice, I need to sacrifice with my wife as well. I don't think this is your project. I think this is our project. Let's get a vision. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.